Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It is so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you so much for doing that. I'm Dr. Pat, uh, and we've got a great show for you today. I think Mr. Benny's back in the hot seat today. Hello, Mr. B. Hey, what's up? Hey, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel was there yesterday, right? Yeah, I was in the other room. I was working with another client, so nice. uh, that's some days we uh, kind of have to yeah. manage that around here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's what we do. We'd like to share. Sometimes yeah. there are some of my colleagues that would like to do pre-records and we're like, yeah, go into the uh, auxiliary and knock it out. Sharing but is caring. That's what is, we do. You got it. It is. It's teamwork. It's all about bringing the team together. High five uh, right there. Teamwork. Got it. Teamwork. Too. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because cause here, here's the scoop. Ready? This is the news flash. Everybody listening. If we were meant to like be alone and like work by ourselves each of us would have been given our our own planet that that is what would be happening with that <laughs> nice uh, that that'd be it that'd be it i would have my own planet i don't know what it would be called benny would have planet benny uh everybody jan my guest today she'd have planet jan but you know what we're not we're together on this earth and because of that sometimes being present together on this earth is a bit much for us. But if you know about Jan Marsh and you know about the body of work that she has said yes to, then you get to read a book like the one I have here. And this is what I love about this book. We're not talking about this enough. And I think we're not talking about it enough because a bunch of years ago, I think there was some, you know, somebody in our profession that made a statement about the word hope. And literally decided it wasn't em- empirically measurable. Today, it doesn't matter. Today, we live in a world where finally, after 13 years of doing this, telling stories, people coming on telling stories, somebody came up with some kind of genius name for what we do. And they call it storytelling. My gosh. And so today... What is the story that we're going to invite you to participate in? You know, in this fabulous book, and we have five copies to give away, Harnessing Hope, Take Control of Your Life and Master Depression with psychologist and author Jan Marsh today. You know, what is it about depression that cannot stay in the closets? What is it about what we're hearing? You know, did we learn anything from the thousands, if not millions of people My mom is one of them. Robin Williams, of course, is another. What have we learned? And are we ready to really look at it and do something about it? Well, yeah, we are. Because Jan has been out in the world, you know, as someone that has been uh, looking, working with for over 40 years, psychologists from New Zealand, 
who has been looking at what is it that we can learn, what is working, what can we do differently, and how am I, how am I as this psychologist, how can I learn from people from all walks of life and understand that there is a way for us to write a new narrative about depression and the treatment of it. Today's book, Harnessing Hope, really does say it all. And what is it about this show today that we hope will inspire you to invite hope into your life? Jan, welcome to the show. It's so wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well, thank you very much, Pat. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. You know, I've said this before, and Benny has heard me say it like a million times, actually, is that some of us have gotten to the place in life that we're at now completely from a place of synchronistic uh, events, dots that get connected, like me. I dialed the wrong phone number 13 years ago. I didn't hang up, and within 10 minutes, I bought my first hour of airtime. How about you? What have been the synchronistic dots that have somehow magically and intuitively got connected to bring you, Jan Marsh, right here now to this show in this moment? Well, that's a really interesting point. (laughs) I was at, at high school doing languages, and I was going to go on to university and study French and German. Um... I even had a smattering of Latin, which is not the most useful job skill, but that's, that's where I was heading. And the school psychologist came and gave a, a talk to, to the whole school, I think. It was quite a small school, and we were just sitting there in the assembly hall. And he talked about what he did in his work and some very simple basic concepts of psychology. And I just thought, how amazing. Imagine being able to understand people like that. And I changed plans pretty much on the spot and I enrolled for a psychology course at university. So at 18, I went off to university to study psychology and that's really been my life. Mm. You know, it's interesting about that because I never thought in a million years, if we really talk about it, that I would discover psychology and go off to discover psychology. But I'll tell you, it took me like half of my life to really figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet, many of us have been touched by uh, certain aspects of what we're calling psychology and today. And, you know, one of those is, you know, the rise in the number of people that are affected by depression. And I want to ask you this question. You know, in your journey of discovering this in over a 40-year period, can you please, please, from your perspective, can you please talk at what you've seen and how the landscape of uh, of depression has changed or not? Yes, things have changed a lot. When mm-hmm. I first graduated, people were mostly treated in mental hospitals. Yeah. Um, we called them psychiatric hospitals. And the assumption was that they had somehow got ill, as if they caught the flu or something like that. And bad luck, you've got this thing, we call it depression, you'll need all this medication come and have a rest in the hospital, it might take a while. And people were taken out of their lives for quite long periods of time, sometimes even given electric shock therapy. Um, No criticism of the people doing the work at the time, this was the understanding of what was going on. It's an illness, these are the treatments, these seem to work. And 
it's evolved over the course of my career to be understood as a much more normal thing. And that's what I try to do in the book, mm. to make it clear that anyone under enough stress, enough repeated difficulties, whatever it can be, can accumulate, anyone can get depressed. And it's a natural response of a human being and some animals even. Mm. To, to become depressed in certain circumstances. You know, this is really interesting because you're absolutely right about it. You know, it, can I ask you a question about this? Because you have been working with people uh, for uh, quite some time. You know, sometimes we think that somebody has to walk up to us and say, I'm depressed. But I am sure you as well as, as me, there's something that happens where we have a sense that there's something happening with a person. Depression has many faces. It doesn't always show up, right, in life the way we think it does. It doesn't always show up with somebody sitting in a corner in a dark room. It has many faces. What have you discovered some of the faces of depression are? They can be quite varied, and you're quite right. This is something that might um, deceive people for a while. If it's someone you know well, you'd probably see the changes in their habits, you know, that they're not interested in what they used to be interested in anymore, or they seem to be going over and over the same ground, maybe complaining about the same things or worrying about the same things over and over. But people out in the world put on a brave face. So it might be that smiling, cheerful person that comes to work every day and actually isn't giving you any depth, but they're giving you a, a pleasant smiling face because that's what's expected. And you don't know how people's hearts might be breaking underneath that, that work-a-day sort of expression that they have on their face. Wow. We're going to take a short break, everyone. And by the way, when we come back, I would love to be able to give away a copy of the book. And certainly for those of you out there, if you'd like to find out more about Jan, we've made it pretty easy for you to do that. You can go to Jan's website, janmarsh.net, janmarsh.net. And when you go there, you know, what you're going to find is a number of of different things on the website. But most importantly, I want to make sure how all of you uh, know to get a copy of the book. Uh, certainly the book I'm referring to today is Take Control of Your Life and Master Depression. The book is called Harnessing Hope. When we come back, we'll be talking about hope. What is it? And why is it becoming so vitally important in the world today? What is it about hope that has now this amazing, amazing effect on people from all walks of life, United States, it doesn't matter, clear across the country. What is it about hope that is now taking on a life of its own as through the eyes of my very special guest today, Jan Marsh. We'll be right back. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? 
Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an energetic upgrade online experience launching in April. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit energeticupgrade.com today for more information. That's energeticupgrade.com. Access Consciousness is coming back to Seattle this April for three amazing events. Mark your calendars. April 20th through the 22nd is the Access Consciousness Body Classes created by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Facilitated by Dr. Glenna Rice. Explore verbal processes and hands-on body work that will unlock the tension, resistance, and dis-ease of the body by shifting energy dynamically. April 23rd through the 25th is the Advanced Access Body Class with Gary Douglas. What if you could undo a whole lot of limitations that you have locked into your body and create an alteration of the way your body functions? Then, on April 26th at 7 p.m., join Gary Douglas for the Abuse Hold class. This is the first time ever that this dynamic process is being presented in a class format. Find out more about these Access Consciousness April events in Seattle by visiting transformation.events. That's transformation.events. Hey everyone, meet my friends at the Maca team. The ancient Inca root vegetable Maca is known worldwide for its huge array of health benefits. As a family-run company of true Maca specialists, the Maca team is here to bring you the best Maca the Peruvian mountains has to offer. Yellow Maca, used to promote endurance, vitality, fertility, hormone health, and much more is on sale now. I love it. Visit themacateam.com to order yours now. Themacateam.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Are you into it? For the month of April, take a picture in your Intuit apparel and post it on Facebook for all to see and receive a reading from Lynn Brown on your Facebook page of your prominent aura color and what it means for you. Make sure you tag Lynn Brown or the Are You Into It Facebook page with your photo so Lynn can find you. Visit IntuitApparel.com today and wear your intuition with pride. Hey, everybody. Uh, you know, here's what I want to do. Definitely, this is a call-in show today. But more than that, it is a show where you can get your questions uh, going. And so what I want to do is just say to everybody that um, we're going to give a couple of copies of the book away. It's really fabulous. Uh, also, if you do call in, you can give Benny your question if you do not want to come on. But please come on. You know, it's really an honor to have Jan here. For those of you that cannot call in, uh, you can go to the drpatshow.com or transformation talk. Just type your, you know, what you can do is you can go and type your questions in. Um, and so right now, Benny, let's give a copy of the book away. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. 
Uh, Jan, thank you for joining me here today. I know you start out the book and you start talking about what is going on. And before we get to what is going on, I would love for you to talk with us about hope, how you talk about it in the book and how you came to discover it. Hope comes into so many aspects of well-being and feeling connected. And hope is that the next things are going to be good. So when I'm talking about harnessing hope in relation to depression, I'm talking about people having the hope that this will pass and there will be good times. People are basically good. Um, life has its pleasures and its beautiful moments. And so it's, it's, I guess, keeping faith with that, having trust that mm. these good things can happen. I love that. And, you know, part of that is when we say the word keeping faith, we're really talking about conviction here. It's a word that doesn't get used very much, does it? And I know we're going to talk about it more. Um, but the thing I was really struck by is the title of your book, because the title is Harnessing Hope. And what that means to me, and I'd love for you to, to talk about it, is what it means is that it's possible. It's then possible. If we can understand the elements of this, it's possible that we can literally harness hope and change. What... um. What is it that you find with the people that you mention in the book? What have you learned from them in the harnessing of this? I feel that's been a big part of my job with clients is to hold the hope and, and to somehow get across to people when they're in the depths or they're feeling very flat and low that nothing's really improving for them, is to keep holding the hope, which I've gathered over the years partly because of the psychological skills that I've learned that I continue to learn and read about and do workshops and so forth but a huge part comes from I don't know how many clients I've seen over the years and seeing that people do get better mm. and and I have a, a very fundamental belief in the fact that healing takes place so sometimes I say to people you know, if you've got a cut on your finger, you don't sit there staring at it, making sure it heals up, and you don't growl at it because it's slow. You just trust that it will heal up, and as long as you don't do anything to prevent it healing, it's, healing will take place. And that's the kind of hope that I want people to hold when it comes to their mental well-being or a really bad patch of depression or that healing takes place it will come right just don't interfere with it while it's doing it mm. uh, I know I was reading in the book where you say harnessing hope may seem very simple right I think you say that um, in, you know and, and yet at the same time it does sound really simple and, and yet I think we forget about it I, I don't remember being a, a child a kid you know Jan I don't remember being young and not living in the world of possibilities, even at a very, very young age. You know what I mean? I'm not talking like 10, 20, you know, 10, 15. I'm talking like two, three, four, five years old, right? You know, where everything seemed possible. It didn't matter how sick my mom was. 
you know, it didn't matter any of that. There was this essence, right? Where, you know, if I felt like charging across the living room floor to get something that's on a table that I'm not supposed to be reaching for, I would do it, you know. But one of the things that I was really struck by is, you know, kind of what you say in the opening. And I just like to read it. You say, you wake, out for, you wake at four in the morning and stare into the darkness, thinking of all things that are wrong with your life and the world. You feel certain that it has always been so. And the times you thought otherwise, you were fooling yourself. Boy, doesn't that really just capture the essence of what folks go through? Well, that's depression talking. And absolutely, it becomes very compelling. It feels like reality when you feel depressed and you feel that it's all hopeless, everything's failed, nothing's good anymore. Um, That feels very compelling and real. And that's why my job has been about holding hope and showing ways forward so that people can let go of that sense that depression is real and understand it's a way of thinking and the mind at that time is is tricking them to some Mm -hmm. extent yeah you do a beautiful job in describing what depression looks like and you know even when you say what is depression right that was my question that I asked you before about the many faces that depression has Um, are we really as a society in your opinion are we really willing to really address depression Um, And the reason I'm asking that question is that this is not something that is getting better. You know, all we need to do is look at the reported statistics on this. Forget about the people that aren't even reporting, right? Mm -hmm. But the reported information on this. um, And I just want to ask you, why? What is going on? Why are we in a world now where there are more situations of this, is it that there really is more in your opinion, Jan? Or is it that we're just more aware and can report it? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's probably a bit of both. Uh And I also think there are some factors in modern society which do encourage depression. So we're often given goals to strive for that are actually impossible to reach given our own circumstances or skills or um, resources and so there's going to be quite significant feelings of failure and depression kicks in as the time at which to give up so depression can be um, quite quite um, helpful in that respect saying look that's completely unrealistic give it away and yet we don't feel that that's the right thing to do because we're so encouraged to strive harder, push forward, you can do it. Um, So there's a lot of factors as well as all the other things, you know, the the health factors because we're not just a mind in a suitcase, you know. We we live in a body. We've got a physical being to take care of. And I don't know that we're terribly good at that these days. Yeah, I don't think we're terribly good at it. But, you know, I have to ask myself, I don't know that I've ever been really terribly good at it. You know, how how do you uh, think that the world we live in, the technology, all of us being connected, you know, does that help or does it hurt us? And, and really what I'm asking you about is, I mean, 
I think about me growing up in my teenage years and my 20s, right, for a minute, and I think about what would, would I even be alive today, Jan? Would I even be alive if me being who I was then, if I would have been in the world the way the world is today? And, you know, I actually was asked a question about that. That's why it's in the forefront. How have the external environment of, of social media and interconnecting and technology. Is it helping us? Or does it have no effect? What are, what are your thoughts? I think it can help. I think it's wonderful to look at a friend's photos of their holiday and be able to say, that looks like a lovely time. Yeah. And then when you meet the friend, and this is the significant thing, you personally meet the friend as well, and you say, wow, it looks like you had a great holiday. Tell me more about it. You've, you've got something to make a connection. But if you're looking at lots of things that people, of course, don't, don't post their failures. They post their high points. So you're looking at everybody's successes. Then it's easy to feel as if, oh, I don't do much of that or I wouldn't be any good at that or I must be a failure. I've only got 20 friends on Facebook or whatever right. it is. <laughs> right. um, so it's easy to... It can cut both ways, like so many things, it can cut both ways. Um, and yeah. also I think television, for example, can show us so many things that are not really realistic and yet give the impression that this is life and you could be doing this if you only tried a bit harder or this is life and it really is that dangerous out there and you know, you do need to be anxious and defensive. And You know, you can learn a whole lot from these media yeah, which is not about the real life that's around you. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating we're talking about this because, you know, we're we're right here uh at the network. We're we're expanding and we're growing and that has been like a miracle all in itself. Not because, you know, I I sat down and I have a brilliant mind to do that. It's because it, the dots got connected. Uh I'm passionate about bringing positive messages to the world. You know, it's something that myself and a handful of other people um, decided to say yes to over 13, 14 years ago. Uh, and it really was. We were a handful of people that were doing this kind of show, you know. And so to really now launch a positive network that has 10 unique channels all about what we're talking about is really different. Yet at the same time, I'm really struck by how many times I get asked and I'm going to ask you this question when we come back. I get asked, oh, my gosh, you're really Pollyanna Patty. My gosh, don't you see the world around you? Do you really think that positive media can make an impact? Yeah, I'm going to let Jan answer that question, everybody. Let's take a short break. Copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. everybody, this is Dr. Pat. Many of you have heard me talk about the Lyme disease epidemic going on right now in the world. I want to tell you about my friends at Results RNA. They have now created an entire Lyme support system for immune system support, detoxification, rejuvenation, and neurological healing. Please visit ResultsRNA.com to learn more. And for first-time orders, you'll receive a special 10% discount. All you have to do is type in Dr. Pat at checkout. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Hey, everybody. It is so great. To, I'm Dr. Pat. So great to be connecting with all of you. But as I said before, I got a copy of the book to give away. It's really a great book. Um, you know, what I what I think is when I get a book like this, I want to be able to open it and say, wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. What is it that I can learn from this and be guided to do? And we're going to talk about some of these. You know, there is a fabulous, fabulous toolbox and some other things in here. I loved the section on self-bullying. We are not talking about that enough. And we will get to that today. Chan, thank you. Thank you so much for today. And, you know, before the break, I was kind of, I was kind of leading, you know, to the point about the fact that I do a show. I love doing this show. This is me. You know, if you see me outside of here, this is going to be me. But What's not going to be me is sometimes I have my good days, sometimes I'm stressed, sometimes I have other things going on, and I have tools. But I have been called Pollyanna Patty. I've also been called Pistol Pack and Patty. Uh, but here's the question. Is there room for positive media and positive psychology in the world today? 
Absolutely. And there's been a huge emphasis on a culture of complaining and showing indignation and getting angry um, as if these are the real emotions. And perhaps when people are thinking about being more honest about their feelings, the first thing they think of is, well, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with you, you know. So maybe we could just look at a wider range of feelings. And there are a lot of feelings, loving feelings, excited feelings. Why not put a bit more emphasis on those? And I think what I try to show in the book is that you can make some choices. You don't just have to have one tune. And if you've been depressed, you probably feel angry quite a lot of the time. You probably feel frightened a lot of the time. But you can choose to look for some other emotions. And if you can't find them within yourself, you can choose to create circumstances which will give you some new and different feelings so that it's not just that one miserable tune. Where where are we with positive psychology? You know, I was talking with you about, um, you know, the fact that when I went back to school, I really wanted to study something different. I really wanted to talk about, you know, the positive changes that were happening in my life, especially after some very disastrous events. Lost a job after 24 and a half years. Then my stepmother passed away. Uh, you know, I, and then my sister passed away. And here I am in a program, a, a school program, and and yet I wanted to share, you know, what the possibilities, you know, is there a positive side to loss? I couldn't get it done. So where are we today with even talking about positive psychology and what has the journey uh, of that been like? For me as a clinical psychologist, which means working with clients with mental health issues, it's been a long journey out of that original medical disease process model into perhaps back to the roots of psychology which is what makes people tick what what motivates people what do they enjoy what what are the drivers and positive psychology is not so recent now but a fairly recent development which looks at um, aspects of being human which even go as far as the spiritual um, things that enhance our lives rather than the things to complain about. And with good research has, has um, worked out some strategies and techniques that really work for people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to ask you to share a little bit about some of the stories in the book. And I, I love asking this question, but then, and I want to start here. How has writing this book changed you, Jan? I think it's been very empowering for me. I've really enjoyed putting together what I've learned over the course of my career. And as I said before, a lot of it taught by the clients I've worked with. I've learned from working with people who are very open and honest with me. So I've been able to to understand in practice how some of these these things work for people. Um, I feel it's been, been empowering and... I've enjoyed distilling out some things that I can put quite simply so that they're really useful for people. I really like the idea that here am I in New Zealand talking to you in the US and the word's going out so much wider than I can do sitting in my consulting room in Nelson, New Zealand. 
So, so that's that's feeling. This is a bit new because the book's only just been published, but this is quite exciting, and I, I really do enjoy being able to put the word out widely to people. Yeah, I love it too. I love the fact that, you know, we're doing this show right here and I got to give a shout out, a good day to all of my friends over there in, in in Australia who are listening to this show on 25 FM channels. I mean, how does that even happen? Uh, and, you know, we are living in a world that is so connected. Um, one of the things I was really struck by was how many stories that you've created in the book and that, you know, people can relate to. Um, and, and, you know, part of that is how we relate to other people's stories. Why are stories and storytelling uh, so effective in the world today? I mean, my gosh, Downton Abbey, my gosh, incredible series, massive storytelling event. But what is it about us that we relate to stories from a psychology point of view? I think we're hardwired to relate to personal stories. And I think that goes back to... Um, small groups of human beings in very simple circumstances depending on each other. And I think in those circumstances, um, prehistoric human beings, early human beings, needed to know each other very well. And they would know, you know, what's the character of this person? Mm -hmm. Who's this one connected with? Where are my friends and allies? Who do I go to for a good feed? Who do I go to when I need comfort? And so I think it's, it's human to understand all these things about human stories. We love it. We, we read it. We watch it on TV. We gossip to each other. It's, it's just bread and butter, meat and drink to, to mm -hmm. human beings. And so I took um, these, these characters are mainly fictional. They're, they're not any one individual mm -hmm. that I've worked with, right. but they, they represent aspects of people in different stages of life and with different presenting problems. And so I've shown through the book how these five different characters use the strategies that I'm talking about and how they would affect their lives. And so we're looking at a teenager, for example, or a man who's just retired and looking at the different ways these things would be applied to different types of people. Yeah, I, I love that you did that. You know, and one of the things that I, I want to make sure we talk about is what you've discovered uh, in the world as a way to help people. You know, we're really looking at an approach that perhaps is very different than we're going to find in a, in a psychology categorization guideline, right? And I would love for you to talk about you know, how you've integrated or how you have called forth a holistic approach to this? Well, these, these are things that are in the psychology literature and they are in the workshops that we do for our in-service yeah. training. Yeah. But I've tried to put them all together and structure them using body, mind and spirit which are familiar categories to people. And I, yeah. I don't really feel as if we divide into three parts within ourselves. But it does, does give an opportunity for people to think about balance. And some people who perhaps put all their energy into, into the physical side of their lives, maybe they're very particular about diet and exercise, maybe very driven about their sport. But do they stop and think of connection with other people? Um, 
which I classify as the spirit part. I think connection is is part of our higher selves, our our best selves. And so using those body, mind, spirit ideas, I, I put different tips out so that people can take something that perhaps they have, have been neglecting in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might be really bound up in their self-talk and you mentioned the self-bullying. They might be yeah. nagging themselves constantly. Well, maybe they need to just look outside of themselves, connect with other people, or maybe they just need to go for a good brisk walk. You know, yeah. there, there might be different ways of approaching this. Yeah. yeah. I think that stopping the self-bullying is one of the more difficult things for people to learn how to do. I really do. Because I, part of it is we don't even understand the ramifications of self-bullying. But more importantly, we, I don't think we know how to even identify that we're doing it, Jan. I mean, well, I'm not sure that we do. Well, you're right. I, I think we feel we're doing the, the right thing. We're motivating ourselves. And so, you know, if I've, I've been learning to swim over the past few years and I started quite late in life and it's very hard. And for all my knowledge and understanding of the best way to learn and the best way to treat yourself, I couldn't help beating myself up. Oh, I'm so slow to learn this. How can I ever get to the end of the lane? Everybody's faster than me. And I would leave a session in spite of my very lovely coach's best efforts, I would leave a session feeling really down on myself and close to tears. And it's taken real conscious effort to be kind to myself about that and be happy that what I'm learning is amazing for someone starting so late in life. And look at all the wonderful things I get out of it. So, yes, I think we do think we're motivating ourselves we were probably taught like that by parents, maybe even teachers back in the day, um, as if having a good telling off was going to be good for you. And we just adopt it as a habit. So it's very hard to change because it's automatic. Yeah. But it is really important to catch yourself doing it and realize, actually, you can change that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another of those compelling things that it takes quite a lot of self-control to realize Oh, I don't need to say that to myself when I'm struggling down the lap. You know, I can say, right. you know, feel the water. Isn't that beautiful? You know, feel how you're moving. Aren't you doing better than last week? You know, there's a lot of other things to say to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I, I know we haven't talked about yet, and let's take a short break and come back and do it, is that, you know, we think that humor and sarcasm, I mean, we literally, you know, think at some level that this is really kind of cute and kind of funny and what's the problem with it? And by the way, you know, what does it mean to put ourselves around people like that? Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, we're going to talk with Jan about gratitude. How can we, even in our depressed state, how can we harness gratitude and hope? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You were my courage, my sword and shield, grace under pressure, my ball of steel. I was a storm weighing us down. You were the angel I chained to the ground. I'm the storm. 
Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Shine on Radio. Find your shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basili as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine on Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown, from the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you so much. For more information about us, go to the thedrpatshow.com. Certainly for more information about my very special guest joining me here today, you can go to Jan, janmarsh.net. Uh, get yourself a copy of the book. Jan, thank you so much for today. Um, you know, I, I know that there are so many things we could talk about here. But um, there are a couple that we haven't really touched upon. One is gratitude. And I would love for you to take us on a journey about the importance of that. Gratitude is taking a moment to really recognize what you do have to be thankful for. And that can be right down to very little things. 
-hmm. you know, being able to have a hot shower in the morning or um, having a family member who cares about you or the strength in your body to do the things that you want to do or, or the knowledge that you've gained throughout life. It's really calming and centering to focus on those things rather than be anxious about what's missing. And that's what we're often too focused on. We, we get very anxious or regretful about what we feel is missing or what we feel we deserve but haven't got. But if we look at all the things that come to us to make our lives better and more secure and give us the connections in life that we really need, there's, there's a lot to be grateful for. And I sometimes tell people or suggest to people that if they're having trouble sleeping, just count on your fingers, five fingers of one hand, five things that went well today. And often people find that one simple strategy is a great way to get to, off to sleep rather than going through the day and thinking, oh, that person wasn't very nice to me and, oh, dear, I could have done that better and, oh, I didn't, didn't get what I wanted today. Rather than that, just look at five things that went well and create a feeling of gratitude for those things. Yeah, I think it's one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves. And, you know, there's a question that comes up around gratitude. And that is, okay, I'm not really feeling it. Do I fake it till I make it? And I think that's a good question because, you know, for me, yeah, I had to. And I was given some tools and some tips and some ways to go about that. And I think that's part of what we do. Sometimes we just don't do things because we either think we're not ready or we don't know how. Uh, what is your recommendation for, for folks? Uh, you might not feel gratitude as an emotion. You mm -hmm. might not feel that happy glow of, oh, that's lovely. But at least start acknowledging Look around, be, be within your life in the here and now and acknowledge what you do have. Mm -hmm. So at least name it and say, oh, well, that's a good thing and, and that works well. Um, I think we spend a lot of our time time traveling. It's something to do with having an active mind and a good imagination. Human beings can be in the past and the future and lose sight of what's right there in front of you what's around you in the here and now. Um, so rather than regrets about the past or anxieties about the future, just look at what's happening right now and be grateful for it. Uh, it's a very grounding and centering thing to be able to do. Yeah, wow. There's so much um, that you have really in, in, in included in this book. And there's just one last thing that I'd like you to touch upon. We don't usually think about creativity in a book of this nature, but you did. And I know that for me, the parts and times of my life when I really have not felt up to par, I would do something creative. I would draw things, even if what I was drawing was really dark, I would do it. I'd create maybe some kind of symbolic goddess head or something. What is it about creativity that is so important? Because, you know, you really are using it, in a sense, as a cornerstone of the conversation, right? Yes, I think, I think it's a need in people to 
to mm-hmm. make their mark in some way, express themselves, in some way say, here I am, this is me, this is what I can do. And as you say, it doesn't have to be, um, well, it doesn't have to be anything in particular, really. <laughs> it can just be your own thing. And, and it might be um, as, as oh, just as simple as making a good meal or... <laughs> Tidying up the house and making it look nice, you know, it can be quite yes. simple things. Um, lots of people get pleasure from their garden because you're cooperating with nature and making something beautiful happen and maybe something useful if, if it's vegetables or fruit. And, you know, there's, there's such a variety of ways of creating something in the world. But I do think it, it is part of us to want to do that. And it's really important not to deny yourself the opportunity, whatever small way you can find to do it. Or some people have huge talents but are suppressing them and that will eat a person up. So if you've got something that really wants to be expressed in the world, find a way to do it. There's no question about it. Certainly, uh, Jan, you have. I mean, what you're presenting and the body of work that you've been doing and the people that you've helped, I mean, this is really an epic purpose in life and I want to thank you so much for all that you've done and I have one last thing to ask of you what is your personal message today what is your personal message Jan what would you like to leave us with today that things do get better that healing does take place and there are lots of ways to connect with yourself and connect with others and be present in the world which um, are good for your well-being. You will, you will feel better for doing those things. Oh, I love it. Jan Marsh, everybody, uh, check it out, janmarsh.net. Thank you so much for today, Jan. Thank you for all that you do. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, pleasure, everybody. We're going to take a short one more on Transformation Talk Radio coming up. Just go to transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, and remember, you know, you are amazing. You're beautiful. Life is right there. It's right there for you. Right there for the taking. Right there for the giving. We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.